Did you hear that? Was it the horror comedy podcast with Jake and Haley? Oh my god, it was. This podcast is for inhalation use only. And that means it's not for kids. Sushi's not the correct meal of choice when uh, about to record a podcast. It's rough. You're not the first man to be betrayed by a fish. I ate like three rolls. Call me Jonah. Yeah. I was thinking no. of sirens. Who? Sirens. Oh. They, they were like the mermaids that would lure sailors to their <laughs> stupid, dumb deaths. I was thinking Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Uh, what's his face? Jonah. The whale. From the Bible? Yep. Oh! One-Eyed Willie or whatever. No. What? Moby Dick. <laughs> okay, yeah. Ishmael. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, got what? an eye patch. <laughs> okay. What weed is in the blue, John? Is that the weed from the... Uh, that, um, this is uh, some marijuana. Cool. Uh, lemon OG. <sighs> it smells like uh, Kool-Aid or something. This giant-ass stem. I'm taking it back. We're taking it back. I want to speak to the fucking cops. Let me let me speak to your manager about 911. Oh, you're going to call him on me? I want to speak to the manager. Jake, have you ever got to hit someone with the I am the manager? Many times. Really? Many a time. Sometimes, sometimes I'd hit it. Yeah, I'd be like, "Well, I'm the manager." And At the call center. At the call center, they knew I was bullshitting. Cause they wow. I am the manager. I'm so fucking but nowadays, jealous. Nowadays, like every time they ask to speak to manager, I'm just like, <laughs> "Guess what? I am the manager." You, Karen. Get over it. Get over it. The thing is, I like Karens. I have people named Karen in my life that I like. They're good people. I don't think I know any Karens personally. I actually don't know her personally. It's Karen Kilgare from My Favorite Murder, but she's great, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We hang out with her all the time. Yeah, I hang out with books. her on Sunday and Wednesdays. And Wednesday. Every single week for, like, four years. Okay. <laughs> Look out, Karen. She's stalking you. Um, <laughs> no. She's my real mom. We've discussed this well, have, Does she know this? How are you, Jake? I'm pretty stoned at How this you? very second. I'm tired. I'm sore. Went and played paintball today. Amazing. Jake, you got a haircut. You just went and did army stuff and you came home and started fixing stuff around the house. And I'm just saying, I think you're turning into a G.I. Joe. Thank you. I love G.I. Joe's. You're welcome. I just hope you're not like a sleeper cell. So. Like you're going to snap one day. Cobra. <gasps> I work for the Cobras. Yes. That's. Uh, that's, I mean, now you did it really good, so I'm thinking that you are. Snake. Oh, wow, the truth is here. Snake. Finally, he comes out and says it. Slithery snake. We knew you were Cobra the Shout whole time. Out to that guy. That guy was a fucking hilarious video. You never seen that? No. Oh. I'm a snake. I'm a snake. I'm a snake. Yep, that's the depths of the internet I'm in at 3 a.m. Holy shit. It's my, my paralysis demon. That's just, <laughs> that's him. <laughs> He'd be, be wild and out. He's just like, oh, Fifth 3 a.m., buddy? Like, you okay? You all right? It's the fourth night in a row, Jake. Yeah. Give it a rest. Yeah, Jesus. How are, how are you doing, listeners? Take a dab now, you guys. 
rip your bong. Take a dab, now. rip your bong, suck your dong. Do drugs. Do drugs, right? Marijuana. Now. Just do marijuana. We really Yeah, we don't judge you. We don't do other drugs. But just marijuana's good you for you. You should just do weed. Yeah. Yeah. Not that hard stuff. Yeah. I mean if you want to, I guess. Just No. I hope that you sh- don't. You know, because you're good and you deserve a good life. Jesus doesn't want you to do drugs. Yeah, but if you want to trip balls, sometimes I get that. I stopped tripping balls the time that the FBI pulled up in a limo and got out of the car. They weren't FBI people. They were. They were high school seniors taking prom photos. Potato, potato. You could see the horrifying... FBI agents in their fucking it was very scary. white suits. Very and tactical. Suits and with their little colorful bow ties. Yeah. And their little commages. Their little flowers. Corsage. What, is, what was it? Can you say that one more time for me? Uh, Listen. I know that it's 2020 still. But the good news is it's July now. And we're halfway done. So <sighs> It's going to get worse. We're doing so good. Everybody take your dab. Rip your bong, take a deep breath. We're like halfway through with the year, and we're gonna give you some sweet scare pee, and we're gonna get through it together, fam. We are. Uh, April 2016, large room available. Couple welcome. 300 per month plus shared utilities. No pets. Available. Wait, what are you reading? You reading the rent ad? Available May 1st. Okay. <laughs> Jennifer Smith, a 24-year-old woman living in the Boston area, attached some photos oh, of Boston, the room. Boston. Jennifer. Accent. She attached some photos of the room and hit post. She got plenty of responses. <gasps> mm. She went through them and deleted the crazy people and the fucking weirdos. And We're all crazy. Right. <laughs> so she didn't pick our emails that we sent her. Very sad. And uh, she had narrowed it down to a few young... You want to live in Boston, Boston anyways. I forgot my khakis in Boston my and my balls. water. My coffee. Coffee. <laughs> Terrible. I gotta go to the coffee room. <laughs> um, fancy seeing you here. Oh. Oh. That's not a Boston thing. No, that's, that's a Minnesota thing. Oh, oops, <laughs> sorry. Oh, oops, I'm sorry. I didn't Oop. mean to see you there. <laughs> oops, sorry. O-P-E is how it's spelled. Uh, yeah. Uh, so she narrowed it down to a few young professionals with similar schedules and similar interests. She interviewed them and met up with them and finally decided on a new roommate. Ryan Lynn was a quiet computer programmer and a fancy pants university graduate. He was smart and seemed tidy. And Jennifer's two other roommates. I liked tucking his dick between his legs. He probably did. Goodbye <laughs> horses. <laughs> um, Jennifer's two other roommates, Amanda and Christopher, got along with him fine too. And he also smoked weed, so them smoking weed wouldn't bother him. Yeah. Right on, girl. Yeah. Do your thing. Hey, do you smoke weed? You can't live here if you don't smoke yeah. weed. Yeah. Ah, uh, sorry. It's 420 only. <laughs> we actually 420 friendly only. No, it's like, only 420. Yeah, not yeah. 420 tolerant. Mm, but you you, you have to smoke weed to be in our cool you have to pay for some of it. You don't have to inhale. You just have to smoke it. Ryan moved his stuff in, and they gave him a key, and everything went fine. Jennifer and her two other roommates weren't bothered by Ryan. Damn, how many fucking people live in this place? Several. Jesus. But slowly. It's a hostel. <laughs> Four. I mean, that is a lot. Uh, that's yeah, a lot. It's turning into a game of Clue. Who killed who in what room with what? The candlestick in the diner killed Ruby the Tuesday. Candle. What? The candlestick. And Tony. Jumped over it. Big Tony. Jack jumped over it. He's so athletic, that Jack. 
Ryan moved his stuff in. Hey. hey. If um, if your uncle Jack helped you, oh, off I'm not an elephant. Would you help your uncle Jack off an elephant? Got him. Got him. Did you just mute me for that whole joke? No. No, I didn't. I wish I did. Now that you said it. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. No. Um, Jennifer and her two other roommates weren't bothered by Ryan at first, but he kind of started to sort of give bad vibes. Perv vibes? Murder, death, <laughs> kill vibes? Just like kind of like maybe he might have had a staring problem. Yo, what the fuck you looking at, okay? Yeah. Yeah, I take showers here in Boston. Maybe he kind of okay. like was Scram. a little like... Awkward, like wasn't getting socially, like wasn't getting the cues, uh, and he kind of hung out a little too long. Like, you know, he just. Yeah, sorry, we're not all fucking socialites like yourself, Haley. I don't socialize <laughs> with anyone, so that's why I can say this thing because I don't do that. He did complain a lot, though. Ryan did complain a lot. Uh, Jennifer was a dog sitter, and sometimes on occasion she'd have to, like, you know, go back, grab something or something, and she would just have the dog with her. And then leave. Like, the Bitch, dog wasn't there living there. There ain't no dogs supposed to be living here. Okay, I can't right. have my dog. You can't have your dogs. Maybe that is why. Don't but he, your work home. he did complain a lot about it. But there was nothing sinister going on there. Or was there? <laughs> so, Jake, you're from Minnesota. Yep. Did you ever buy weed there? Uh, No. Smoked weed there. Do you know how much an eighth of weed costed there? Uh, $45. 60 back home for loud. Jeez, well, all right. Well, I don't think there's a difference. There's a difference between Loud and Reggie. Well, it was all Reggie up there, so. Oh, shit. That's very all sad. An eighth back home cost you 45 cost 60 back home in Philly. Uh, May 15th, 2016, Ryan asked Jennifer for an eighth of weed. And she said, yep, give me $60. She sold him an eighth for $60 because it's the East Coast and Prohibition and whatever. Then he stabbed her for the seeds and stems. <laughs> Bitch. We're going to start calling you Jada because you're jaded. Jada. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I think. Well, it is now. Um, after. Okay. So he paid her. She gave him the weed. She had a regular. She probably shorted him. She Bitch. had. Oh, my God. She had a regular day. Drug dealers always take a pinch off the top. And she went to sleep. And at 3 a.m., she was woken up by a violent pounding on her bedroom door. Before she could even get up, Ryan had already opened the door. He was screaming at her. I know you shorted me, you fucking cunt. I knew it. That I is know. the worst feeling. That's why you never sell your roommates drugs. So he's like, I know you fucking shorted me. I know you ripped me off. And he's like in her face screaming. She was super shocked, but she got up and she tried to tell him, like, I didn't short you. You need to get the fuck out of my room. So shink, shink. he was belligerent. And finally... She got him out That's of there. That's what marijuana does to you, folks. Reefer madness. Reefer madness. Look I, it up. It's true. We we, we kill I, people all the time. Whoa. That is oh, not that's just me. Excuse me. Sorry. It's just me. For future, if anything happened in the future. <laughs> uh, so she was, you know, super shaken up by this, obviously. And she pulled out her gun and shot him. She wished her door had a lock. Her bedroom door had no lock. And even worse, huh. they yeah. had a Jack and Jill bedroom, like a connected bedroom, uh, oh. bathroom, excuse me. Yeah. Gross. So they had the same bathroom, no Two locks. Two points of entry. Exactly. The things that seemed off to her before screamed 
wrong to her now. Small things that were not provable. Was the sheet creased that way when she left this morning? With the things on her desk moved slightly? What? Shut up. Or was it just her imagination? Jennifer brought home a dog that she was sitting once and let it off the leash. She turned her back on the dog for a second, and when she called the dog to her, come to her, he didn't come. She called him and, you know, looked for him and realized he wasn't in the house at all. She found the front door wide open. She turned around annoyed and saw Ryan peeking at her from the kitchen. Oops, he said with a smirk. Wow. Yeah. What an asshole. Yeah. I'll Ryan right now. May 25th, 2016, while relaxing in her Could room. over that? Yeah. I've been like, bitch, you're out. You're out, hey, bitch. Go, go get my dog. I'm going to kick your ass. Well, and it's somebody she's working oh. for, too. Okay, creep. Creep. So yeah, I said, get my dog. <laughs> creep. While relaxing in her room, Jennifer gets a text. It says, I understand abortions can be painful, and the one you had in March probably has its lingering effects, too. I agree Michael should not have treated you that way. Michael was Jennifer's ex. Panic tightened up her stomach. Where the fuck she get that from? Ryan. Damn, Ryan. Mind your own fucking business. Well, and the crazy thing is, she had never even talked about her abortion. Not to. (gasps) She had one? She did have one in March. This is May. Why? But she never talked to her roommates about it. She definitely never told Ryan about it. She didn't even talk to Mike or talk about Michael with them. That's because Ryan and Michael are shaking up. That would be the only other way he could know, besides if he was reading her diary. Okay. So what she's saying is she like wrote in her diary like June 27th, 2010. Not feeling well today. Probably the human feces growing in s- the human fetus growing inside of me. Probably. I don't want to judge her based on what she wrote in her private diary, you know? Yeah, man, it's that's why I have problems with diaries. Because somebody could read them. Yeah. That's true. Keep your thoughts yeah. in your heads. Yeah. <laughs> Never <laughs> talk about it ever. Just bury it really <laughs> deep down there, okay? God. <laughs> it's Her mind race. It works great. I I love my therapist so much. Everyone should get That's one. Good. It's a I great agree. time. I agree. If it's you really good. think you need a therapist, maybe you need a therapist. Maybe if you don't even think you need one. You it can't it hurt. You know it works for me? Pushing it down. Deep down. With like a man mar- with, with a big fat dick. Her mind raced. She retraced her steps. She searched her mind for any conversation that he could have like overheard somehow. But she literally never she talked. She didn't even know she had the abortion. <laughs> no, she never talked about it with anybody. She realized the only place that she had discussed her abortion or her complicated relationship with her, her ex. Her imaginary friend. Was, with, was in her private journal which was only accessible through her laptop or her Ooh, Google Drive. It was a blog. No, it was like oh. just like a Word document. Okay, that's more modern. I thought it was actually like in writing. She did back it up on her drive and stuff, and it was Ryan that sent the text. She responded, you are the fucking worst. Don't text me again unless it's an emergency. And she ignored his texts. On the 28th, Jennifer woke up and headed into her bathroom to start her morning routine. You know, wash the face, brush the teeth, whatever, open the medicine cabinet. Time to take her prescribed medications. 
but they were gone. Dun, dun, dun. She was fucking freaked out. Like she depends on these medications to function, but they were missing. Um, she couldn't find them anywhere. Everybody said they hadn't seen them and she had to just like go and figure out how to get new ones. Two days later, she was in her room when she realized the carpet in her room was wet. Oh, he was jacking off in there. Like soaking wet. Nasty. <laughs> Lots of jizz. Ew. So she got up to investigate and found that the water was coming from under the door in the bathroom. It's coming from the bathroom. So, you know, she opens the door and finds that the toilet was overflowing and flooding, like massively flooding. Huge, someone take a huge shit. Well, she called the plumber and the plumber fished out a bottle of prescription pills. The whole bottle? Yeah, the you one that went ass. missing two days ago. Why didn't he just flush the pills and not the whole bottle? Because he probably wanted to scare her and fuck up the house. Scary shit. <sighs> um, but Ryan said he didn't do nothing, even though the flood caused significant damage and like collapsed the ceiling underneath it and all this shit. Not my problem, not my pills. <laughs> <laughs> two days later, Jennifer moved out and back in with her dad and changed her phone number. She was really shaken up by all that had happened, and she didn't even return for her belongings until like a month later. She was super fucking paranoid. She was getting all these texts. Someone was messing with her meds. Somebody had access to her computer somehow, her email. And, you know, she did also call the police. And uh, as, oh, she did. What'd they do? Nothing? Nothing. Like always. They documented it, I guess. So she called the police because. Put it in a file. The stalking and the harassment was also starting to affect her work. She wasn't able to just answer people about dog sitting anymore because Ryan kept making fake profiles and contacting her. So every single time she got a request about dog sitting. Hey, is your refrigerator running? Yeah. You better go catch it. It's me again, bitch. Got him. (laughs) Remember that one time you had a smushmorshin? Yeah, I do. But she lived in constant paranoia because if she answered the wrong phone number one time, he could have access to her new phone number. And why you always just be like, yo, this is Gina. This is uh, Gigi this from is Black. Gina. Gina. On June 5th, Amanda woke up and did her thing. And Amanda's the, the roommate at the house. Um, she's, she's still living in the house. She's still living in the house with Ryan Oosh. and the other guy, Christopher. Um, Amanda woke up, she comes out of her room, into the living room, ready to start her day. And she sees Brian kind of facing the wall, like close to the wall. Fucking licking it. She's like, what are you? Hey, buddy. Hey. And she realizes like to his right, there's like this big smear of like this weird, it looks like glue almost. And there's like little chunks of like orange in it. Oh, this is jizz. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you got some carrots in your jizz or corn or something. He says, redecorating. And he reached his hand back into what she realized was a container. And he slaps it on the wall, on the chair. What's thick in the container? Yogurt. Oh. Um, she wrestled the container away from him. And she was like, what the fuck are you doing? He said some crazy, like, rambly psycho shit and called jennifer a whore like 12 times and like you fucking whore yeah i don't know i don't know yeah, what all wild and out you <laughs> ate my fucking yogurt you fucking here <laughs> i don't even know what. Dare you. i'll just put it on the fucking wall fuck you i'm redecorating bitch yeah. and then i'm gonna get some coffee because we're in boston 
Christopher and Amanda were totally fucking sick of the shit. They were sick of finding Ryan's trash and discarded food in closets around the house. Oh, my God. Right? They were... Like, that is like people who, like, just leave tampons and pads all over the place in their room. Like, get your life together. Ugh, trash cans. It's not, like, hard. It's, like, basic. You know what was under my bed when I was a kid? Toys. Regular. That's it. Nothing else. Nothing scary. No no trash in the closet. Toys and a monster. Okay, that was it. Now we have several garden chairs. Now we have several garden chairs and a monster still. Maybe. Um, They were also sick of their shit going missing or getting randomly thrown away. On the 10th, Amanda got a text. It said, I would never work for the company you work for doing the job you do for $40,000 a year. (laughs) If I did, I'd do it way better than you. (laughs) (laughs) Amanda actually felt really panicked by the text because how could he know... The company He's name, a hacker. The exact job position, the exact... He's a hacker. The only way would be if... Hacking. He, yeah, through her computer. Hacking hacking off. Yes. Right all over the... All, all over, over the fucking hacking house. Off or, yeah, Nasty. Hack off over here. Hack off over there. All over. Um, the same day, as if making small talk, Ryan told Christopher all about the hidden cameras that he had installed on the second floor of the house. Okay. Terrifying. And why did you give up the deets, bud? He Be like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? I saw you eat my uh, fucking yogurt. I've seen all titties. I've seen yeah. all titties in the house. I've seen all the titties. Seen your pecker. Seen it. Seen it. Seen okay. it. And I don't appreciate you using my fucking toothpaste either. Seen that too. Put yeah. that shit away. No or I'll flood that, your I? bathroom with the other bottle of prescription pills huh? I took. Huh? You want me to use your toothbrush? You want me? You want toilet me? bowl? Huh? Christopher and Amanda at this point had gone to the landlord and the police about this whole shit. The police... Yeah, we gotta kill him. <laughs> we gotta take him out. There's no other way. The police did issue several warnings about Ryan's whack-ass behavior. On the 30th, Jennifer came back to the old house when Ryan wasn't home to get the rest of her stuff. A month later, a full month later, her roommates left the room as was for her, but when she opened the door, she found papers printed and just like thrown all over the place so she picks one up of the papers and holy shit they were printouts of her journal like details of her sex life her mental health jennifer was fucking pissed she collected the papers and the rest of her stuff and she actually hung around until ryan got home score she's gonna stab him now plot twist she was like jennifer lopez movie (laughs) she was like how the fuck did you get this and he was like i don't know what you're talking about she shoved a paper at him why would you fucking print this like where did you get this he grabbed it from her took a look at the paper and he shrugged and said wow can't believe that guy ghosted you and he was almost like smiling about it and she was pissed she had enough She stormed towards the kitchen, reached under into the cabinet under the kitchen sink, picked out the hammer from the tools. Oh, fuck yeah. She slammed, she slammed the door to Ryan's room open. Before he could even ask, what are you doing? She smashed his computer and oh, did oh, not stop it. smashing it. <laughs> I thought it was going to get way darker. I wish. <laughs> smashed his fucking brain. She in. smashed his skull until it was soup. <laughs> Uh, July 28th. Jennifer Wait, gets what a... what happened after that? 
Uh, she fucked off. She continued to get random texts um, after she smashed her com- after she smashed his hands. Should have. Uh, July twenty eighth, Jennifer gets a call from Amanda. Dude, I just got this email from you. What email? She asked. Oh God. Jen, it's really, really bad. It's your nudes, and Christopher and your mom and your sister and all kinds of people are on the send list. Did did you send this? Because it came from your email address. Ooh. Jennifer's ears burned. Her face turned red. She was so angry and felt so violated. When Jennifer read the email, it was worse than she could have imagined. It was like pictures of her, you know, her nudes with pictures of her face and very personal excerpts from her journal. And sure enough, the sender was her own email address. The next day, she got a reply. I have read and heard many stories of friends, relatives, and other people going through horrible times in their lives. Out of all of them, your story takes the cake. What you shared is the most eye-opening, horrifying, yet interesting thing I have ever read. It's really fascinating how someone can be so depressed, paranoid, and slutty at the same time. I am quite sure I will never read such an intense story again about... Uh, such an intense story again that involves so much sluttiness and crazy thoughts. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. Yo, shit, slut, sh- slut shaming is not a thing anymore. It's not. Okay, like honestly, like we're all fucking sluts, bro. Everyone's slutted around. Off. Let's get over it. Yeah, everybody <laughs> fucking was a slut. Okay, your mom was a slut. Um, your dad was a your slut. Your grandma's taking Grandma loads. Grandma was a slut. Grandpa was a slut. They were all sluts. Oh, the older... The sluttier. Yeah, the sluttier. Because y'all didn't even use condoms back then. We were on you, nasty. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And the sender? Fucking Ryan. It was worse than she thought because these emails had actually been sent to all of her contacts. All of them. That's why I don't keep contacts. I don't even know how, to be honest with you. I don't use email like that. I control all send. Someone help us. Help. Help. (laughs) I'm a boomer on Facebook. Do you want to go for a smoke break, babe? About halfway done. Okay. August 1st, the police showed up to force Ryan out of the house, and Amanda was granted a harassment prevention order. The whole time... Which the cops won't enforce. I, I mean, they have to, like, catch him in the act, ain't it? Yeah. The whole time, Ryan never stopped trying to contact Jennifer. He created tons of fake profiles trying to bypass her blocking him and shit. She switched all her profiles to private, but apparently on Facebook, if you're private... Friends of friends can still see your shit. Mm, suspicious. Yeah. So she would like, uh, he would like friend her uncle or some random shit and creep on her that way. And he was also still sending her hella emails from all kinds of different email addresses and all kinds of different phone numbers and all that shit. In October, he sent a really menacing email referencing a specific depressive episode and specific sexual encounters she had. In December, he emailed her again. I know that you put out an ad on Craigslist warning people not to rent to me. Please stop with your baseless accusations and insults. I have never harassed you or cyberstalked you. I've been very patient with you, and I will continue to be patient because I know that crazy girls are not capable of making good decisions. They will just jump from one psychotic episode to another. You obviously have a lot of problems, which is normal for crazy girls. (laughs) Just kidding. That being said, you are a liar, a slut, and a murderer. The only protection you need is from yourself and your I own say mind. what? <laughs> right, about oh. the abortion. Oh, yeah. I was like, well, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're that still was in the diary, too. You don't write those things down. <laughs> Dang. 
Uh, June 4th, I murdered someone. <laughs> June 4th, had my period. It was real bloody like that one time on June I killed everyone. I killed him. <laughs> You're still my dealer, and we don't have to be friends to make business transactions. I'm still happy to buy weed from you like I did back <laughs> in the day. Yo, actually, my other guy is, like, dry right now, and I am kind of desperate. For Please help. For weed. <laughs> and I'm sure you could use the extra money, too. That's basically the only thing I've contacted you about over the past few months. Yo, sell anyway. him some dirty fucking weed. Yeah, here's kill him. Soak it in bleach, kill him. Damn, all right. I was, was going to say, like, put crack in it, but... Oh, no, I just went straight to murder, sorry. Um, Yeah, so that was a psychotic email. I think that is a huge window into his uh, mental state. I What I don't understand is, like, why don't you just beat them up? Beat the fuck out yeah, of him? Like, like what is if, he going to do? Yeah, like if someone was stalking me, okay, personally, I would beat them up. Just kick their ass? Yeah. Jennifer did the thing you're supposed to do, though. Um, You're supposed to not feed into it. So if you have a stalker, you're supposed to ignore him. Literally. Not the key. <laughs> beat them up. She didn't feel the fire. She didn't respond. But he did not stop. Yo, beat them up. Then if you go to prison, like... Can stalk you in prison. Or yeah. though they could, probably. And that would be even scarier. But he didn't give up. She kept getting, like, all these crazy texts, all these crazy emails, different numbers, different emails, all that shit. He continued to send her journal and her nudes out, going so far as to send them to the dealership where she got her car from and her high school. Jennifer eventually moved to a new town, out of her dad's house, got some new roommates... Did her dad get him? Mm, yeah. Oh, that's embarrassing. Terrible. Her mom, too. And uh, the emails were sent to people around her new town. On April 14th, 2017, Jennifer's new roommate, Melissa, got a text saying, You do not understand, Melissa. Jennifer is a demon. She appears to be human on the outside, and her flesh is human. Because she all shorted me a fucking half a gram of weed you have a problem bro you need to take a tea break i think <laughs> but she is a demon on the inside she needs to be exercised and her soul purged of evil inside i want you to wait for when she comes back home tonight tonight when the demon sleeps i want you to take a knife and stab her to death melissa do you understand that's terrifying she did not stab Jennifer to death. She showed Jennifer the text and like called the cops and stuff. Right? On the 17th, Jennifer got a message inquiring about her pet sitting services. She carefully combed through the user's profile, as she always did, determined it was a real person this time. Ashley Plano, with two cute, very real Yorkshire Terriers. Jennifer messages with Ashley to determine a schedule that would work for both of them for some dog walking. Ashley requests a call from Jennifer so that they can finalize everything. <laughs> when she calls and the guy picks up, he's all like, ha, fucking got you Got again, him. You no. fucking demon she, slut. She called and nobody answered. So that was weird. And then immediately after, she got a message from Ashley saying, I no longer need your services. Thanks anyway. Damn. I bet her heart, like, exploded. <laughs> like, I, I can't imagine the anxiety that would cause... But for like a day or two, everything was fine. And then out of nowhere, it just started all over again. All the harassing anonymous texts. Shit like, was there blood everywhere? It wanted to live and you killed it. And way nastier shit too. Oh, so he's definitely anti. He's 
pro-life, I would probably say. I, <laughs> I might <laughs> guess his political standpoint. <laughs> On the 20th, Rover, the dog sitting app Jennifer used, received a request from Ashley Plano to delete her account. They said that they could deactivate it for her, and Jen or Ashley said that's cool. The only activity on Ashley Plano's account was that brief interaction with Jennifer. On July 24th, the police show up at Jennifer's house decked out in SWAT gear. They are there to investigate a bomb threat. Oh, God. They determined the call was a hoax. Yeah. Right? She's, like, in her pajamas, like, eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> like a what? A what? <laughs> Yo, she got... She that's called getting swatted. Oh, yeah. That's like an actual thing. That happened at Unfriended. On the 26th, Jennifer was pet sitting. Everything was going great. She walked the dog, returns. Makes Every time you say everything was going great, I know it's about to. She is really super startled when she hears a pounding at the door. Ah. Police, she hears. Oh, God. She opens the door and lets them in. The dog and the cat, you know, come running up. And the cops sigh and explain that the homeowner called them after getting a message from Jennifer saying she had a panic attack and suffocated the cat to death. They had also received an anonymous tip of a bomb that same day. Both were a hoax. <laughs> At one point that day, Jennifer's Bank of America card, America card was declined. She checked, her, it. she checked her bank account and noticed almost $800 had been charged. I Fraud. Can't yeah. But like even if you do that it doesn't it takes a little bit to have like to get reversed or whatever. Jennifer logged into her Rover account at the end of the day, surprised to see a fucking ton of notifications in her inbox. She found that nude photos and diary entries had been sent to 10 of her clients, one of which was a regular client of hers. Then she seen that her profile picture got changed to one of her nudes. Then she was kicked out of the account. Can't even uh, fucking express. That sounds like the worst day I've ever heard. Fuck that. A few days later, Jennifer was in her room and she heard. She should get a shirt with her nudes on it. Yeah, and just be like, <laughs> like fuck it. This is what I look like. You're probably going to get this email. You got to lean into it now. <laughs> yeah, you're probably going to get this email because he's probably going to see that we've been hanging out somehow and he's going to fucking send this to you. So. Yo, the guy bagging my groceries. Have you seen this one yet? Okay. Um, A few days later, Jennifer's in her room and she heard a knock at the front door she didn't get up she let her roommate because she already heard her roommate out there you know and her roommate went and answered the door and she could hear like some kind of confrontation and then whoever was at the door left but while they were walking back through the parking lot they yelled fuck you jenny and then got in their car and drove away jennifer got up and found her roommate who was clearly frustrated and standing by Shanked. the front door she was like what the hell was that her roommate said it was three guys. They said they were here for Jenny from FetLife for the orgy. What the fuck? She was like, I've never even used FetLife ever. Oh, shout out to FetLife, your fetish app for all the fetish things in your life. Yeah, well, don't be making fake profiles for people, though, because that could be really terrible. That's so oh. fucking dirty. That's scary shit. You can't be fucking around like that. July 27, 2017, Ryan's boss calls him into the office at work. You are out of control, he says. You're always on your phone. I feel like your productivity has gone way down, and you never show up on time. We've talked about it multiple times, and at this point, you're just fired. Huh, suck it, bitch. Ryan had one question. Can I log back into my work computer and sign out of some personal accounts? 
no, his boss said. They're going to reformat the whole computer. But later that day, when the FBI showed up and asked to seize the computer. What? They said, yeah. And they gave it to him. Okay, cool. July 31st, the police department received an anonymous call threatening to shoot up a public school. They also get an email that matches. They evacuate the kids, do the whole thing, which, like, is super traumatic. You got all these kids in a hot bus and then, like, crammed into some random fucking facility. Confusing for the kids, confusing for the fucking parents. And the kids are, yeah, I mean, that's terrifying. That's really scary. Yeah. The kids are probably like, oh, fuck. Yeah. They probably get, thought they were going to die. Would you get the day off? And this is 2017, so this is when that oh. shit's happening every yeah. fucking day, you know? Um, like, oh, no, not another one. Not another one. It's here now. Like, that's... The threat came from Matthew Brown's Facebook. That's Jennifer's new roommate. Uh, obviously, he did not really send it. They were not sure at this very time who did. There were actually a lot of bomb and shooting threats happening in the Boston area. Like, up to 24 day yeah my name is jenny and i'll be shooting up the school it's all the email he's sending <laughs> yeah xoxo i live at this address come arrest me <laughs> but they were often spoofed like you said as being made by jennifer or her parents or her roommates or her friends or they were anonymous ryan they fuck it up like they get a bomb threat they're like who's it from is she friends with jennifer that's nah, fake. That's nah, fake. Scrap <laughs> it. Is that, Scrap Ryan, it. Is that Ryan guy again? He also sent tons of child porn to Jennifer's parents and friends. That is terrifying. Yeah. Someone needs to just kill this guy. Right? Or Can we like take him out? Up. Like, Fucking fuck him up. Jen's father. Come on, bro. Come on. Hey, come on. You let this guy harass this your daughter This guy's a little punk. Like this? Like, August 2017. My daughter being harassed like this? This guy. Oh. If it was my fucking homie, I would even be like, all right, look, I don't know what we're going to have. Like, we're going to have to do something. We're going to cut the brakes on his car. We got to do something. We're going to fuck him up. We already smashed his computer. Clearly, that wasn't enough. You got to smash his hands or something. Mm -hmm. You got to do something. Legs. Both. August 2017, Ryan sent the lewd images to Jennifer's dad's coworkers. (laughs) Look at these. These are my dicks. No, he captioned these emails with like... The nastiest shit. There were Jennifer's nudes and Demon Bukaki <laughs> Jennifer's father. No, 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 no. He would like type out messages that were like posing as Jennifer being a child pedophile or whatever. Oh. And he sent these to Jennifer's dad's coworkers. He worked at a school, an elementary school. What? Jennifer was also now getting harassed by completely random accounts and numbers. Like numbers she didn't think were Ryan anymore. Just getting random nasty messages just at perverts. all hours, all the time. Yeah, perverts, just randos. He's like just literally all over Boston. Call for a good time. Call yeah. for a good time. Call for a good time. For real, shit like that. Or probably up. even like posting it on 4chan and being like, hee hee. Because people do that shit. <laughs> um, when Jennifer moved out of her dad's house and got those new roommates, the roommates also started to get the emails with the nudes, inviting them to orgies. People also started to receive emails from them inviting people to orgies like weird they literally shit. just have a sign on the front door that says we do not no, we don't like orgies we don't want any no orgies, orgies here please. no soliciting and no orgies yeah. especially house, pr- house <laughs> protected by the second amendment mm-hmm. 
And no orgies. <laughs> also in August 2017, Jennifer's best friend, Ashley, who lived states away, got a text from a random number asking if she wanted to be raped. Um, and there was other nasty no, messages, not too. Not particularly. <laughs> I think that's the whole um, I don't think so. thing. I mean, Nobody uh, no. wants to be raped. Uh, September 2017, Smith's old boss got a text with a picture of her own baby nephew. It said, look at this cute little baby boy. Imagine his baby ass. Hmm. I've never heard somebody say baby ass. And the rest of the texts were way nastier. I'm not reading them. Baby ass. Sorry, everyone. Baby ass. That's, what is that, a small baby donkey? I like that way better. That makes it so cute. (laughs) So, I'm going to show you a few. Whoa. Not any baby asses. I'm going to show you a few of Ryan's tweets. Oh. Ryan has a Twitter. It's actually still up. You could go see it if you want or if you don't want to expose yourself to that kind of nasty filth. You can just check out our Instagram for the highlights. Uh, He tweeted about, he retweeted the news. He said, 24 bomb threats in a single day. Hopefully they'll be able to catch the perpetrator. Hashtag Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) He retweeted uh, some app that does anonymous phone numbers and email addresses, and he said, favorite iPhone app. He retweeted the bottom, uh, the fucking news again about the bomb threats, and he said, wow, so many bomb threats here. Hashtag Jenny did it. Yeah. And he also tweeted one that says, in my opinion, Spotify should increase their limit on the number of allowed offline devices. He tweeted one more that said... I don't understand that one. I'll tell you. He's You'll get like, it. He's just like pissed off at Spotify. Yeah, he's just mad at them. That's unrelated. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It, yeah, is, it ties in at the end. I just wanted to share. Fuck. Um, um, he also retweeted... McDonald's brought back the McRib. That's <laughs> in one of his other tweets. <laughs> Terrifying. What does it mean? <laughs> McRib is back. Um, he retweeted the tour project... And added, uh, something that everyone should know, VPN provides privacy, Tor provides decent anonymity. I can't say that word. I don't know what VPNs or Tor means. Oh, okay. So VPN is virtual private network. Uh And I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a second. Tor is the browser that you need to get to the dark web. And he says that provides decent anonymity. I hate it. I hate that word. Anonymity. Thank you. If you use it correctly. So those are his tweets. We already know. Creepy fuck. Right. Some of these are so sinister. I mean, they're all really sinister and creepy. And he just seems like the most smuggest. Like, he really thinks he's a fucking Batman villain or something. He really thinks his shit. Well, this is like that one guy on that... um, uh, Don't fuck with cats. Oh, yeah. He's like taunting them. Yeah. It is like that. That is what he's yeah. doing. That's absolutely Pretty true. Fuck. He really thought he was very smart. He posted advice on how to be sneaky on his Twitter and shit. Like all of those, like you said, are taunts, like very thinly veiled, like admissions almost. Um, so he used VPNs. He is. You stalk them back. <laughs> But then it's just two people stalking each other and then nobody's doing anything and the stalking gets easier and harder at the same time. <laughs> um, so he used VPN, so it's a virtual private network. So it takes your IP address and replaces it with a random IP address. 
for example, you could use a VPN here and you could choose which country it want you want to appear like you're at. Yo, so is this how we watch Dragon Ball Z on fucking Chinese Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what people use it for. Sometimes they'll Sick. change where they're browsing to like Britain or yeah, like Japan or whatever, and they'll get different Netflix options or whatever. Why can't the internet just be the whole entire internet? Right. But no, they gotta censor it. So he used the VPN, and basically, there's different services that provide a virtual private network, like you know how there's different browsers like Chrome and whatever. I don't know the names for him, but there's different services. And he used a specific VPN while he created his fake rover profile using the email teleport at gmail.com. He had also used his personal email, our link, for shit like responding to personal emails. He actually responded to Jennifer's original Craigslist ad on that our link email address. And he was using it on the same virtual private network as the teleport email address. What does that mean? So, the unique IP address that was generated for the teleport email address, the one that he was using to create the Ashley Plano Rover profile, the one that he wanted to be anonymous for, he used the same IP address, that same VPN, to sign into his personal email address. Rookie move, buddy. So... It's a rookie mistake. Uh, that proved Noob. that Ryan Lynn and Ashley Plano were the same person. He also signed into both emails and that same VPN on his work computer. Noob. He also used the same VPN to access his Instagram account and also to send an email to police to ask for any police reports regarding him, effectively showing the police that he used the exact same services and the same IP addresses as the harasser. Dumbass. Same services used to call and email the bomb threats as well. Police oh, also. Good. Yeah. Good. Police are doing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The You're FBI actually. Oh, okay, well that was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the police. Better, I, I think I should have. I don't know what you're supposed to put, but it was the FBI doing all this. They also looked further into the phone number that Ashley Plano used to contact Jennifer. They found out it was a text now number. That's like an app you download. It's the one that Ryan retreated, actually. The one he said was his favorite iPhone app. The numbers that were sending the anonymous harassment to Jennifer and her friends and family were all TextNow numbers. Ooh. When they seized Ryan's work computer, remember how he asked he could, if he could sign out of his personal accounts? Uh, one of those was a TextNow account. <laughs> uh, I bet you... He the boss got contacted by the FBI, and they're like, yo, fire this guy. Don't let him sign out of anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank God they didn't. Yeah. Thank God. The VPN service was also found on his work computer, as was his Rover account for Ashley. And he was signed into the Spotify accounts of Jennifer's real-life best friend, Ashley, and Jennifer, and one of her roommates. I he really likes music. I think. Because it, people turn it on so that it has music for your location. I, that's the only thing I can think of. Because if you sign into someone's Spotify account and they go to the gym and they have their location thing enabled, it does suggest like playlists for when you're at the gym or whatever. And the only thing I'm thinking is maybe he was tracking where they were that way. I don't know why else he would have that. But it's funny that he Weird. tweeted okay. about how many Spotify accounts are allowed to be offline. Like he was probably getting booted from them and shit. Yeah. And that's probably what made him all mad. Like, oh my god, 
Spotify. Spotify. I'm trying to be a cyber stalker. Trying to stalk someone. (laughs) God. Investigators also reached out to some of Ryan's old buddies from college and high school. (laughs) Some of didn't find any. (laughs) (laughs) Some of his high school pals sat down with investigators, and the cops were like, "Hey, your buddy, your buddy, your pal." Ryan? You know Ryan, right? Yeah, what's the deal? You like, you like donuts? Here's some donuts. Get some donuts. Here's some friend Ryan. Ryan? Tell me about him. And the buddies were like, well, bitch, I hope you brought a cup because here is the tea. Damn. They said, yeah, we remember Ryan. Fuck yeah. And we remember all his fake Facebook profiles that he always made in other students' names, like pretending to be them and shit. We remember his sexual harassment. His male friends even remembered it, specifically the weird sexual shit <laughs> that Ryan said he wanted to do with his totally grossed out female classmates. He even created and admitted to impersonating a friend's Facebook profile and talking with all of the classmates' friends as if it was him. He bragged about how he hacked into the school's computer system. One of his classmates remembered vividly the creepy handwritten poems he harassed her with and the obsessive friend requests he sent her under all sorts of different profiles and all the scary shitty messages he sent her too. He had somehow gotten private photos what, of her. Fucking, you don't like young meat, bitch? Bitch. He had Dogs are real ugly, bitch. <laughs> he had even gotten private photos of her that he distributed and showed to others. In high school? Damn. Mm-hmm. All of the classmates, though, for sure, more than all of that, remembered that Ryan was a computer genius, and a lot of them described him that way. In September 2017, two of Ryan's classmates, David and Sarah, not related to Jennifer, not even knowing about Jennifer, reported Ryan to the FBI because Ryan had been harassing them since they started college. Damn, they got fucking... He's not just... I always think it's like one person, but this guy's a fucking he's genius. He's doing it three Crazy. people. Three at a time. So he impersonated them online. He sent them anonymous rape threats, including such gems as wear something nice when you go to bed tonight, please. Which is the scariest text. If I got that text, I would never fuck. I wouldn't sleep. Like, that would scare me so bad. Honestly, I would be like, I'd have, if someone sent me that text, I'd be like, oh, well, I don't wear anything to bed, so, huh. I'm going to butter Jokes my you, I'm going to actually pour oil all over my naked body so that I'm really hard to catch when you break into this house and try to kill me. Uh but bu- 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 they had to send him a fucking cease and desist letter which didn't really even work. Ryan actually really interestingly sent Sarah a Facebook message on his own profile out of the blue, which he usually didn't do. He usually used like the shell accounts, he's right? Desperate, he's desperate. He's desperate. He's just logging on to the library computers well, at this point. It's really interesting because it was actually a PDF of an affidavit. And Sarah read it and realized it was the harassment protection order that Amanda took out on Ryan. He legit said that he accidentally sent it to her. This Wait, computer so he accidentally sent it to Sarah, the girl he was stalking. One of the other girls he was stalking. A affidavit. And he sent it, and she was like, what the fuck? And he was like, I didn't mean to send that. I'm sorry. Wrong person. It's my other person. I'm stuck. That's what I... That's the only thing I can think of. Um, Oh, whoops. Oh, shit. Yours is actually right here. (laughs) The one you sent me is right here. He also sent Sarah a video of him walking around a flooded bathroom, going down a flight of stairs to a kitchen with an impacted, flood-damaged ceiling. 
And that is the story of how Ryan got arrested and sentenced to federal prison to 17 and a half years. <laughs> Suck it, bitch. You don't even know how to, what a computer looks like in 17 years, motherfucker. And the cool thing is it's five years of like, it's not parole. It's different. It's like supervised release or something. So they're going to be checking and making sure he can't use Here's a computer a and stuff. Here's a bitch. Yeah, exactly. You just fucked yourself over. The iPhone 2000 is going to be out yeah. and you're going to be a fucking hobo living in a box. Huh. You fucked Halfway yourself. House. You'll be sending texts fucking T9 style, buddy. <laughs> I miss T9 all the time. <laughs> Are you scared, Jake? No, I mean, no, not really. Hmm? Like I said, I would I could have handled this, okay? Like the shit that scares me is shit that I can't shoot that's so wild yeah. this one this one had me shook up for real i just think it's so scary somebody is messing with your money and your medicine and no see that doesn't scare me because i knew i know exactly what i would do i'd beat the shit out of this person be like i, I would also like, if you want to stalk me that's fine but i'm i'm gonna just, smash I'm gonna your fucking hands yeah yeah like, and i'm just gonna be like i didn't do that and then if i go to prison at least i'll be like can't get me in here, bitch. Scare me. Reading about it, it did scare me. The source, the, it's a really easy source because all I had to do was read his uh, police report. The actual, like, what is it called? Hold on. I actually got to. Well, I mean, it's terrifying that, like, it's so easy to do this and people are just making apps. It's the Lynn it. affidavit. That's what I read. So it was just one document. It'll be in this. But it is scary that people just have apps that make it easy for them. Yeah. It's true. And it's also really scary to me that he did this for so long to so many different people. Is there a picture what this guy looks like? Yes. I'll find it for you. Like. This is the court sketch of what he looks like. Maybe. Yep. Uh, I don't know if there's any actual pictures. The detective work, I do want to say, seemed legit. Shout out, finally, well. Finally, FBI. right? Okay. It just makes me sad that, like, they didn't catch him in the act. They kind of waited until he had already, like, scotted all these people. Like, and it's not like a few people. It's like <laughs> a whole town. <laughs> I'm going to read your scary story, Jake. We might do a few Hit of these. Okay, we might do a few of these. This is from the fucking paranormal board of fucking 4chan. This guy put his name as David. And he the one, the only, David. David, we love him so much. We actually might do a bunch of these because he is a frequent poster. He frequent flyer. He is the main taxi guy, like the state of Maine. He's a taxi guy. Yeah. Like he drives taxis. Uh huh. Hmm. So. Who to thank? David from Maine, Texas. Shout out. So David posted this on the Paranormal Board of 4chan. And uh, he posted a lot of these, but I'm just going to read you one for now. Maybe we'll come back to it. So, I get home late one night after working the bars. I check my email, and Central has me scheduled for a weekend booking in the western part of the state. Okay, fine. I didn't want to clean up puke this weekend anyway. I clean up the escalator for airport pickup. Three dudes from out west coming in. Oh, bro. <laughs> Sick. They have English names, even though they were clearly Native Americans, so let's call them Jeff, Carl, and Ryan. I arrive at the airport, and I stand at the escalator with my sign with Jeff's name on it, because he's the one who set up the booking. He's the one that paid for this shit. <laughs> Three clearly Native dudes come down the escalator. I'm expecting Dances with Wolves, Ego Shadow, and Split Arrow for names. Nope. Jeff, Carl, and Ryan. Wow, racist much? <laughs> Fuck. That's fine. I load their luggage that is just some canvas sacks and a big wooden trunk. What? 
The trunk is heavy as real? fuck. <laughs> I am not a good packer, so I get it. I just sometimes I'd be like, I just need one sack. I'll be fine. A sack. Okay, it's a backpack. No, I'm picturing like a sack, like, like a pillowcase. Oh and just put like a hobo, like a sack on a stick. On a stick. Yeah. <laughs> on a stick. On the way up, they tell native jokes and they make fun of the way we drive in Maine. Um, Where the fuck are you guys from? Like, <laughs> you guys don't drive like this? Now, if you don't know, there's only one road that goes to the far western portion of the state of Maine. The northwestern corner it's of the, the state. It's the main road. Ah! <laughs> that was unreal. Oh. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm going to hit the bong, babe. That was good. The northwestern corner of the state is literally devoid of human development. It's straight up Bear Grylls territory. Jeff tells me to head toward Jackman, and he'll tell me where to turn off before we get there. I drive for a long, long time, almost to the Canadian border, and he tells me to turn off at a muddy dirt road. I engage four by four? What's four wheel drive? I engage four wheel drive mode. I engaged all the wheels. They were all spinning at once. Escalade goes full beast mode as we head down what feels like a logging road. Sure enough, I have to pull over for a logging truck to pass. The truck driver is all, what the fuck is an Escalade doing here? Carl explains the loggers are coming into their tribe's territory and have repeatedly ignored their warnings about staying off their land. Ryan laughs. So we wanted to ride in the Escalade and show them who the fucking boss is. Fuck you guys. We're going to shit out the back window later. you're in a shitty truck. I'm in an Escalade, (laughs) bitch. We continue up the logging road until we pass the loggers' camp. Just a bunch of trailer trash mobile homes parked in a row. Well, I take offense to trailer trash. With big-ass generator feeding the trailers. Beer cans everywhere. Jeff sighs seeing the mess and directs me to speed up. I do, but only so much. The mud makes driving a bit difficult because the huge logging truck ruts in the road. Dicks. The Escalade slides a bit around the turns, and the guys think it's cool that we're drifting in a luxury SUV. <laughs> That's fun, fun games, but this is my actually fucking my vehicle. Right? Dicks. He said me, not He's so much. He's like, yeah, this is great. Yeah, my it. fucking Escalade, my Escalade doesn't think it's funny. I fucking pay for to pick you fucking assholes up. Right? We Dicks, come, we you come drive. Up, we come up to a clearing that leads to a large cattle ranch style fence. The fence is maybe 10 or 12 feet high. It reminds me of an old western movie fort wall thing. Jeff tells me to stop before we get to the fence. Brian and Carl get out and Jeff and I stay in the SUV. Ryan walks up to the wall. It looks like he's talking to it. Carl stands in front of the SUV with his arms crossed and legs spread like he's a karate master trying to show off. I pick up my phone to message Central, but there's no signal. Great. Now I'm going to get scalped, and I can't even tell Whoa, anybody about it. Racist. <laughs> racist. That is racist. That is pretty racist. Racist, buddy. Jeff notices me waving my phone around for a signal. No signal out here, Dave. We brought a satellite phone, though. You mind if I use it to let my boss know that I'm safe? Sure, we need to call our wives and tell them that we made it too. You're welcome to use it after us. Thanks, Jeff. No problem. Just be quiet though, okay, Dave? I'll let you know when it's okay to talk. (laughs) Your tribe doesn't like the white devil? Shut up, bitch. Something like that. Jesus, could you be more ominous? I thought to myself. I cross my arms and wait for whatever is going to happen next. As soon as I do, the fence opens up. 
This part is kind of weird because the fence doesn't look like it has a hinge to open, but it opens up just wide enough for the Escalade to get through. Carl steps onto the running board and holds on to the luggage rack. Go ahead. Carl knows what he's doing. Uh, you can uh, you can drive now. <laughs> uh, this isn't suspicious at all. It's fine. Ryan hops on just as we pass by the fence. He rides the same way Carl does. We travel. Hey, hey guys, it's actually like you all look an like expensive running board. Please don't. Um, please don't. I'm ready to get off there. Imagine how cool you would look doing that. You look like Grand Theft Auto 5. We travel onto a wagon trail, trees framing either side. I see a clearing up ahead. You mean a trail? (laughs) We drive into a log cabin looking community. Solar panels and a water wheel seem to feed the town. A stream runs by the village. Dogs and kids are running around. A bunch of people wearing flannel shirts and jeans stop and watch us drive in. Everybody is super duper native. Jeff tells me to pull up. Racist. <laughs> Jeff, t- Dave, God, get it together, Dave. Dave, fuck. Dave, your wife is here. You need to go. Dave, I know your favorite Dave. team is the Washington Redskins. Ugh, change get it. Get out of here. Change it. Jeff yeah, tells me to pull up. That's good. Jeff tells me to pull up to the cabin nearest to the entrance to the village. Carl and Ryan jump off as we come to a stop. Jeff tells me to stay in the SUV. <laughs> Did you guys see how cool we were? <laughs> Pulling up in that Escalade? That was pretty cool, huh? I was, I was on the side <laughs> of it, riding it. Uh, yeah. He tells me to stay in the like SUV. I rode your mom. Oh, until he comes and gets me. I shrug and put the Escalade in park. Jeff, Carl, and Ryan go into the cabin. An hour goes by, and they don't come out. I recline in the driver's seat and put my hands behind my head. I wake up to Jeff tapping on my window. It's dark now. The radio clock says it's been about four hours. Fuck. My back is going to love me for sleeping in the SUV. Dave, come on out. Uh, Dave, uh, we're going to need to talk out here. <laughs> uh, you actually had a massive erection when you were taking a nap. You scared <laughs> some of the kids. We're going to need to talk about this. I get out of the Escalade, and Jeff takes me into the cabin. The cabin is maybe a three-bedroom. Foolish. There's oh, that's, a, probably pretty nice. that's way bigger than our house. That's probably crazy. Way nice. Really nice. There's a young guy with short hair sitting at the dinner table. He remains stone silent as I enter. Jeff tells me to sit. Ryan and Carl are by the windows, looking out toward the tree line behind the cabin. Hey, we want you to take these drugs <laughs> and mule them across. The Dave. Border. Dave, this is Ben. The young guy sits up and extends his hand to me. It's nice to meet you, Dave. Same to you, Ben. I shake his hand and we talk for a bit about who I work for and how I feel about native land rights. Ben nods oh to... God. Oh, God. Well, hey. This is tense. They have them, <laughs> I think. Ben nods to Jeff and they both get up from the table. I start to get up, but Ben puts his hands on my shoulder and shakes his head. No. You're, you're here for the weekend. We have strict rules about whites in our village and I can't have you walking around. Jeff tells me you're a smoker. You have permission to leave the cabin and smoke by your truck. Other than that, you're staying here and wait for Monday. I look over to Jeff and he shrugs. I'd be like, um, am I getting paid? Deal. Right. Exactly. Done. That's what, what he said. One of the, I get a three bedroom cabin. Nope. Like, do I get to chill? This is like and I can drink vacation. beer inside and just go outside and smoke weed? cigarettes. You got weed? weed? Toilet? Food? Internet? What's Wi-Fi password? He said, fair enough, man. It's your village and I'm just a driver, bro. Yeah, bro. That's not what he said. I added the bro. But Ben nods to me as he, Jeff, and Ryan, and Carl 
head toward the door. You're a good man, David, and I trust you to obey my wishes. I give him a thumbs up and a finger gun, and I get up from the table. A thumbs up with a finger gun. Just remember, whenever you give the thumbs up, you're also... Wait, what's the saying? When you point one finger... Four back at you. When you give a finger gun, you're giving yourself a thumbs up. So Dang, it's mutually beneficial. Finger gun's my new thing now. They all leave. And I'm like, great. Now I'm stuck in a cabin all weekend. The cabin has indoor plumbing, a fridge, a radio, plenty of books. Done, son. But no Damn. TV. I'm bored <laughs> out of my fucking mind. And I'm trapped in this little tinder box. I step onto the front step for a cigarette and I notice the kids, dogs, and people all went inside. So it's just me and the SUV out here. I go back in and lay down in the biggest Cadillac. bed. Right? True. Escalade. Uh, yeah, don't sell yourself short, bud. Yeah. I go back in and I lay down in the biggest bed in the place. Well, it's not so bad. I wake up a little before dawn <laughs> to the sound of coyotes howling nearby. <laughs> well, that's a fun noise. They're loud and annoying, so I go to the windows to see what the problem is. I see three or four guys on horses with torches chasing the coyotes towards the loggers' camp. Well, that's weird. Damn! I figured it's just them trying to chase the loggers off. But I'm up now. Uh, I brew myself a pot of coffee using their old-timey stovetop coffee maker, and I wait for the sun to come up. I step onto the step again and have a smoke. Kids are outside logging the firewood. The dogs are gone, and the adults are milling about, gathering eggs or whatever. I sip my coffee and smoke. The day is uneventful. In the night, I hear the coyotes again. I get up to go to the window, but it's really dark. There's no moon. Maybe there's, like, rain clouds or something. I get my phone and turn the flashlight on. Holy fucking shit balls! I turn the flashlight on, and there's a dude standing outside of my window and he's looking at me the color of his eyes is gone like his eyes are rolled into the back of his head i jump back from the window and i rush out of the room i shut the door behind me and i go into the bathroom where there are not any windows i wake up in the morning in the tub buddy yeah right it worked it definitely wasn't a dream i'm not nuts enough to sleep in the tub for fun i get up and it's very uncomfortable yeah I get up and I go out for a cigarette. As I open my door, Jeff is standing there. I drop my cigarette and lighter as I back away from the door. (laughs) Jeff puts his hands up and steps in. Holy, okay, like, whoa, you need to calm down. Fuck you, I do. One of your buddies was peeping Tom and me last night with dead guy eyes. Yeah, pervert. Dave, it was just a precaution to make sure you weren't sneaking out. So a guy stands outside my bedroom window pretending to stare at his own brain. Jeff explains that it was just a part of a ritual. The guy was just making sure I wasn't causing trouble. He was being an ass and rolling his eyes back to scare me. Well, fuck that guy. Dick. (laughs) Jeff laughs and brews another pot of coffee for me. Tastes orgasmic. He smokes with me outside and I feel better about what happened. Ryan and Carl come to the SUV and take the big trunk out of the back. James, that's his thing. Likes to scare He's people. just a dummy. <laughs> yeah, he's simple. Mm-hmm. But we indulge him because... Tell him you scared. Tell him he scared you. Yeah. It'll make him feel really good. Yeah. It's like me. It's friends. like what you do for me. Thanks, Jake. Wait, what do I do? You let me scare you because I'm this. simple. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Ryan and Carl come to the SUV and take the big trunk out of the back. 
Ben stops by and apologizes for the freakout. He assures me that he didn't mean any harm. I trade jabs with him about culture, but we end up laughing it off before parting ways. Dave, you're a little racist, but you seem like you're trying to better yourself, so we appreciate that. Please continue to educate yourself. Uh, anyway, he tells me there's a thunderstorm due tonight and that I need to keep an extra pair of panties handy in case I get scared. I didn't see any kids at this point all day. Just the women folk milling around the village. Because they ate them. After dark, I step out for a smoke and notice notice a huge bonfire down by the stream. Too far away to see much of anything, but what I can see is that they have a bunch of dead coyotes in the fire. Purify the land, I guess. I go in for the night. I hang a blanket over the window this time, just in case my stalker shows up. I lay down and assure myself that this is the last night of this shit. Oh, thank God. (laughs) <laughs> Stay up here in this fucking cabin. Yeah, I hate it. I wake up around 2 a.m. My phone charger is cutting out, making the phone flash on and off as the power is interrupted. And I hear this loud, crashing noise. A thunderclap brings me up out of bed. The flashing outside is like camera flashes. The brunt of the storm is upon the village. I've seen thunder before, but this shit was nuts. I get into the fridge and decide to have a couple beers to calm my nerves. It's a native brew in glass jars. I pour it into the coffee mug I've been using and turn the radio on. The radio is fuzzy, but the music and the beer calm me down. The thunder pounds around the village for another hour or so before it moves off. And it gets dead quiet for about ten minutes before I hear gunshots. I, see, I set my mug down and step to the kitchen window. I see the lightning bearing down on the loggers camp. At least I think that's where it's coming from. Gunshots are coming from there, too. I listen for a bit and figure that they're probably chasing off the coyotes. As I turn away from the window, I hear the door handle of the cabin rattle. I pause. I feel my heart rise up into my throat. Fuck! Where's my gun? Fuck this. It's probably Ben coming to see if I shit myself. I open the door. It's Ben, but he's half naked, covered in tribal paint. It's running down his body thanks to the rain. Yo, bro, your fucking dick's out. Exactly. Ben stares at me for a long moment before turning away from the door and walking into the darkness. Jeff, Ryan, Carl, and a bunch of other guys walk by the door too, headed towards the loggers' camp. Step out onto the step, but the guy with the rolling back eyes shoves me back through the door. He leans, leans in at me and growls. I stay still and bring the door around to shut. He leans back away from the door and allows me to shut it. I sit with my back against the door and proceed to swallow my heart back to where it belongs. I hear him growl through the door, stay put. And he leaves. Fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. I fall asleep there and I wake up to knocking at my door a little after sunrise. Hey, Dave. Are you up? It's Jeff. I crawl to my feet and open the door. You look like shit. Thanks, can we leave? Jeff tells me that he's ready, and so are Carl and Ryan. I take a shower and brew coffee while they load up the SUV and say their goodbyes. When I come out of the bedroom with my suitcase, Ben is sitting at the table. Ben turns to me. Thanks for bringing them here. He gets up and leaves. There's a $200, oh, there's $200 sitting in my coffee cup. It's not worth it. It's so not worth it's it. it. Two hundred fucking dollars. It's a two hundred dollar tip, <sighs> but it's so not worth it. Yeah, Jeff, like Carl. Two hundred bucks. I think they pay him more. I hope they pay him more. Jeff, Carl, and Ryan are in the SUV, and I load my stuff up. 
As we pass through the gates, I see smoke pouring up from the trees where the loggers camp was. I swallow hard. The guys joke about the women at the camp being ugly and fat. (laughs) (laughs) I stay quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Help! I'm ugly and fat. Uh, I stay quiet as we come into the loggers camp. The trucks are gone. The generator is smoking and half melted. I slow down by one trailer that has sunk into the mud, almost tipping over. There's a black streak running from the door to the front corner of the trailer. Jeff tells me to speed up. I pause, and he nods to me, confirming my wide-eyed expression. We drive a little further as a tow truck is pulling one of the logging trucks out of a ditch. It went off the road and landed on the cab. Bloody glass is everywhere. The cab of the truck is smashed in. The driver was probably crushed to death. We go around the truck. Ooh, that doesn't look too good. <laughs> Once we're at the, the airport. here in the back like, oh, shit. Oh. He learned how to drive. <laughs> As we're at the airport, Jeff, Carl, and Ryan get out, and I help them with their trunk. It smells like fire now. Ashes and fire. Jeff shakes my hand and leaves. Carl and Ryan do the same. I tell the whole story to Central, and they think I had too much of the peace pipe. <laughs> yeah, uh, racist. And that's the end of that story. So, uh, you heard about skinwalkers, Jake? Yep. I think they were skinwalkers, and they murderized those men, and then went and burned it down so nobody would know. So that the loggers would fuck off their land. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you scared? Eh. You think you could fight off a skinwalker? First off, okay, we don't even know if they were skinwalkers. Is that racist? Oh, it's not racist, is it? No, Call it's like an urban. It's, it's like a urban legend. It's not like an urban legend. It's the other thing, like a like a um, crypto, like a legend, I guess, or a myth or something. I don't know the word. Okay. It's a thing, though. I'm not that scared. I'd fucking. If I saw a skinwalker walking in my yard, it was all dark. Pop, pop. Done. All right, guys. Send us your scary stories to the horror comedy podcast at gmail.com. This one really took us, took it out of us. We're drunk. We're high. Didn't take it out of me. I feel fine. I'm fried. Send us pictures of your cats or uh, episode ideas or like scary stories because we need to traumatize Jake. And uh, definitely pictures of your cats yeah. and dogs and, and any other cool pets. Not and snakes or spiders, though. Snakes Sorry. and spiders are welcome as nope. well. And until August, we're selling custom pet portraits. We're going to add a monster eyeball or whatever to your pet and write THC podcast and your pet's name on it. It's $30, bitch, and half goes to fund the Black Lives Matter movement. And don't forget to drink water. Your mom and your dad love you, and that's us, by the way, for the record. Okay, bye. You're all our bastard children. Bye. Yeah. Uh,